but now I ain't got nothing to prove to nobody or even myself other than want to do my best every time I rope. This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. So this episode started out like this. I figured I'd call a bunch of different guys and ask them about a time that their mental games failed them. I started with Derek Begay because I so value his opinion about nearly everything in life and because I know how much this audience loves him. Well, an hour and a half and two phone calls later, I didn't really need to call anyone else for this podcast. Don't worry, I'll probably go back and revisit the whole topic with a lot of different people. But it's been a while since I caught up with Begay, and this episode helps me take a deep dive into his psyche for all of you. In true Derek fashion, he wanted this to be good, and he wanted what he had to say to be helpful for the bulk of ropers out there. So we spent a lot of time talking through his mental strategy, and I'm hoping there might be some nuggets of truth in here that help get you down the road yourselves. Hey, before we get started on this episode, I want you to know it is brought to you by ManaPro. Check them out at manapro.com, nurturing life for generations. I was thinking that we could do something on, I mean, mental strategy isn't, it's like, sounds like a little super lame topic, but I was thinking on a time, if you could tell me a story of a time where your mental game really let you down, like, as in when you choked, and if you could tell me about it. Like when confidence is a liar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you thought you had it together and you didn't. Like, is there a time that you can remember? Every like, time I mess up. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, I don't, ever, I don't ever think there's really a time that I can remember because in most cases, in most scenarios... I'm pretty realistic about winning and losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ex- expect myself to do the best I can, but I don't expect myself to win. So, it's, so it's so. I mean, I dang sure plan on winning and want to win and try my hardest to win. But if I don't, mm-hmm. it's not a big letdown, or I'm. Um, or I'm not surprised that it worked out. It, it is, it is really hard though, when you put everything in, everything you like time, mm-hmm. practice all week, or two weeks, putting all the money. Go over there, and you also have a partner involved that has the same time and money and everything you got into it then he does too so it's double everything and you go out there and you miss or your horse messes up or whatever the case is Mm -hmm. all kinds of scenarios and it is a big letdown it's like dang i did that all week and tried my hardest and did that yeah it is a big letdown that's probably one of the hardest things is to swallow that and Go. If 
practice again and try it on the next week. Yeah, and I think, like, and, and I'm not going to, you can tell me to shut up, but what about, like, the day of the George Strait? What, what were you thinking? Like, how did you mentally prepare yourself for that, and how did it not work out? George Strait, I don't remember what year it was, but we come back high call, uh, me and Corey Petska were the last team to rope, and we had to be under, I don't know what the time was to win trucks and trailers and a lot of money, last team out, and it was all basically up to me because I'm the header, so I got to turn steer, but it's been so long ago, I really don't really remember the mental part about mm-hmm. the, what I was thinking before that run. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, shoot. But your mental strategy is, I, I, I think I've been around you enough too to know like you do get nervous. You do, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but... Yeah, it is the right word, because I get nervous every time. Yeah. Every time I go anywhere. I went to a little timed event rodeo this past weekend, and still get nervous. Yeah. It's still there. It's it's always been there, and it, it's always going to be there. So I, I still do get nervous, but I think there's two types. There's kind of like, I don't know, not sure I'm nervous, and then there's also that kind of confident nervous. Mm-hmm. But when you're nervous, when you're nervous, are you running scenarios through your brain or are you just like running scenarios like, oh my gosh, if that steer doesn't start, I'm going to have to pull and this is, and I'm going to, and this is going to happen. Or if, you know, if the, if that steer really tries and I get outrun, like, are you running things that are going to happen through your head when you're nervous or are you just more generally excited to, for it to happen? Mm, on the scenario part, no, I don't really do the scenario deal because there's already so many things that could happen or that's going to happen. I don't really try to think about what I think is probably going to happen, this and that. I try to keep it pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Like when I ride in the box, just kind of make sure everything's ready. Uh, back in there and just kind of feel what my horse is feeling like. And the main thing for me is just the barrier of the start. However, that's, that's where she can, for me, if I can get a very good start after that, things come together a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So back to the George Strait, I can, I can remember I did miss the barrier a little bit. I was late a little bit. Mm-hmm. Steer kind of tried a little bit, and so I started off a little bit behind. And I remember, like, okay, you're a little bit late. Don't panic. Just maybe take your time. I'm gonna probably gonna have to take one more swing than I was probably planning on. Mm-hmm. So I got a little bit late on the barrier, and that steer was just a little bit farther out from where I kind of wanted him. If I remember right. And I think the reason I missed, if I remember right, was just because I was almost racing against time, I think. Mm-hmm. 
like everybody wants to win that rope and nobody really wants to win second. So winning first definitely was on my mind. Mm -hmm. So I did maybe kind of was roping against time there. And I think that's why I missed. I think I wasn't really in the spot where I was wanting to be and still kind of come left a little bit. And I threw it way over to the right. (laughs) (laughs) Has your mental game gotten better over the years? Have you got, or is, uh, are you just kind of the same? I think it's gotten better. Well, I don't know about better, but I've gotten older and I kind of, I guess this ain't going to sound right the way I'm going to say it because I kind of don't have that don't care attitude now. Mm-hmm. Don't care what people think if I miss or what it looked like or what I did wrong or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're younger and you're coming up and you want to do good for your partner or impress the other guys or feel like people's watching you and stuff like that, there's maybe you kind of get to thinking about that. But now I ain't got nothing to prove to nobody or even myself other than want to do my best every time I rope. So to me, it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. It's gotten better at having the no care attitude in a good way. Mm-hmm. It's not like I just go out there and miss and laugh about it. I mean, I do sometimes, but but you, you know what I'm saying, right? Yep, I it's, do. It's, so it's gotten better, but I've never been really... I always kept it as simple as I can keep it. I mean, try your, I always just tried my best and just tried to keep it really simple, being realistic about it. Nowadays, just by listening to some of these people, like the way they, you know, just sit in the truck and go down the road and kind of break down like, man, what do you think about this and that, this and that? Some of them are like, God, dang, you think about all that stuff in one run? Like, how can you even do that? (laughs) Or just, I mean, I'm not making fun of no one, but everybody has their own way of doing things. I mean, some people got coaches or which is good. I mean, some people go see therapists or, or I mean, some people do yoga. I mean, what, everybody has their own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I just, I just try to do the best I can. If I don't, it was something that I'd done wrong. Yeah. Try to fix it. And I got another, I got, a, I got a, you talking about you wanted a mental story. I do got one. Yeah, it just don't. happened. It just happened a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. This was in Fort Worth during the American qualifier. Mm-hmm. So, the American qualifier to get to the American, you have to qualify at a jackpot around the house or wherever, mm-hmm. and then you move on to Fort Worth. And there was I don't remember how many teams, 180 teams, and then they only take I think six. But anyway, you have to keep advancing through these rounds. So. I was roping with Matt Shrewitt, and the first round, I was a little bit late. We were kind of long, five-something. The second round, we had to be pretty fast. We come back on the 3-9. Anyway, we're good on two, so we advance to the next round. It brings back, shoot, I don't know, 24 probably. Uh-huh. And then the third round, we made another good run. It was in the purse, so we advanced again, and we were the best on two or three, however that deal works. Mm-hmm. So we got to go the very last team on Saturday night. And 
the next day they brought the top six to the American. So anyway, it come down to the very last year and we were the last team out. So there was 10 teams. So we get to watch all those teams go. And some of them did good. Some of them messed up. But when it come to us, we just had to be cleaner, a clean run, any clean run, any time. But we couldn't break the barrier. We could have maybe done it with the leg, but I couldn't break the barrier. That was by far the most nervous I've ever been. <laughs> by far in my whole, whatever you call my career or mm-hmm. whatever you call it. It was by far the most nervous I've ever been. I mean, I did Yeah. So, back, so, right before the load of steer, I was like, well, I guess the only thing that went through my mind was don't break the barrier. <laughs> that was the only thing I could think of. So, back then there, and the start there at Fort Worth was, happens pretty fast. Just get to, let the steer's head come out, then you can kind of go after that. Anyway, the gate opened, the first thing I did was pull the horse. So, I'm late. Like, okay, well. I didn't break the barrier. Now I just run up there and I caught him and turned him and sure would heal them. We made a clean run. But I mean, it's not a very exciting story and it, no one's going to really understand or relate to what I was feeling that day. Maybe, maybe some of the guys that, that were in that situation or mm-hmm. kind of can relate to the situation we're in just because, man, it's so hard to, to go through all of that from qualifying to going through the qualifying rounds, the semifinals and coming to the last, the last year, just wanting to get to the American, like just get to the American. So it it was just like every time you advance, like, okay, I got a step further. I don't want to screw up. Then you get to another step further and you don't want to screw up. It's, It's like, a sports team being undefeated all year and they come down to the championship. They're not really worried about winning the championship. They're just worried about staying undefeated. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. But anyway, we qualified for the next day for the American and there was, that was just normal pressure. Yeah. There was nothing there. That was fun and whatever. But that night before, dude, man, wow. Yep. And Matt Sherwood, everybody knows Matt Sherwood. He's been around. He's been there and done that world champion. He said, out of his whole career, that was the most nervous he's ever been to. He said, I've won, I don't know how many world championships, this and that. I had to catch this deer in the last the last night of the NFR to win the world. And he said, it doesn't even get close to what we went through that night. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that man. was nerve-wracking. That I've been nervous for you a time or two, but I was very nervous for you then. Yeah, but it's fun. That's the reason why we do it. Like, yeah. telling Shrew, we're like, man, you know what? That was about far the most nervous I've ever been, but man, it's fun. And even when it does, doesn't does work out, like, that's what we live for, I guess. That's mm-hmm. the situations we want to be in. This episode is brought to you by ManaPro. Champions, colleagues, roommates, and personal trainers, whatever role they play, they're an important part of our lives. In their quiet way and their not-so-quiet way, they keep us on our feet 
on the go, they pull us back to nature and push us toward the next adventure. And as much as we count on them, they count on us all the more to nurture their lives with the same commitment, to protecting them, helping them grow and thrive, treating them as well as they treat us, by giving them a little more of our lives, because no matter what role they play, we're here to make their lives the best they can be. ManaPro, nurturing life for generations. Check them out at manapro.com or on Facebook at ManaProHorse. The saying, uh, if you do this for the money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I think that's true or not? I mean, yeah, because I think if all you're doing it for is the money, you're going to be disappointed. But at the same time, you have to run it like a business on the money side to be really successful and have a have something left after rodeo. What do you think? Uh-huh. You weren't in it for the money, were you? Maybe I should have been. <laughs> I'm, like I said, I'm maybe getting all wrong. I should have been in it for the money, and and then I, mean, I guess I should love winning too. Be addicted more to winning than the competition part. I'm learning some as we go. <laughs> I need to change my ways. But I don't know. I yeah. think there there certainly are people who are in it for the money. But but I think if you're at this level, you aren't just in it for the money because you had to love it so much at some point to get good at it. Yeah, one thing, I, one thing I would like to know, though, is I was thinking, you know, what, what if I did have money, you know, like just a lot of money, mm-hmm. I wonder if I would be better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a question that I'll never know, but <laughs> always, sometimes I always think about that, like, you know, what if I had like just money where I knew I could maybe buy this or buy that horse or just, you know, just seems like it makes it easier. I don't know if it does or not. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering, you know, what if I'll be better or if I'll be worse? I'll never know that, but that's just the question I think about sometimes. I think if you, I guess I've seen you ride Kate before. I haven't seen you ride a lot of the, like, big money horses. I've seen you ride, like, you are so, do you feel as if your style has been defined by, like, swagger and paint and, like, the kind of horses that you've ridden most of your career? Like, would you adapt to a really fast... No, I mean, bouquet was really fast, though. It's not like you rode junk. I don't mean to say it like that. But, like, the $150,000 head horses work... Like, do you think you would get along with... Drigger's horses or Riley Miner's horse or I I don't know I would I would hope I can <laughs> yeah better huh <laughs> I think I mean I'm have, have you jump rode I mean I know you've jump rode lots of good horses um so I don't think I don't know I don't remember the last time I rode someone else's horse. Gosh, I, I you rode Kate at Omaha a million years ago. Um, that was, that was. I think I rode her one there one year. I rode Clay Tran's Little Sorrel at Ellensburg one year, and I rode Chad Masters one of Sorrel horses at Pendleton, and that might have been it. Hmm. So, but I don't know. I don't know if the horses are as much of a difference with the money for you as like the the pressure. But I don't feel like you ever feel 
felt pressured to win. Were you telling me the story or did I listen to it on a podcast about you not having money? Where did I hear that? About you having to borrow money from Turtle. Was that on like the gauge or was that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I did bring up something like that when I was on the way to Cheyenne and only had a few, a few, a couple bucks in my account or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I must have heard that. Did you tell me that or was it, that was on the gauge, right? That was on the gauge. Yep. That's the only, that's the only time I ever told that story is. I know. I, I didn't know that going, story. <laughs> I was going from Deadwood to Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. And we stopped there at this gas station. Lusk, Wyoming is where it was. Mm-hmm. Stopped there and it was my turn to put in, put in fuel. And I only found that I had 24 bucks in my car, or 48 bucks or something like that. So uh, I lied to Turtle and told him that my <laughs> card wasn't working for some reason. Anyway. But I, did it stress you out? I Because I don't feel uh, like money ever stressed you out that much. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. It does. It it does and always does and still does, but I don't ever really bank on rodeo either. So, like, I went to Cheyenne the next day. We end up winning the rodeo. But what if I didn't? It seems like when I really need to win, that's when it all didn't. But sometimes I didn't win either, and I just figured out a different way how to keep going again. But it's, it is, it is, yeah, it is stressful having no money and you need to win to, to go to the next one. But I think there is a difference between just trying to win to go to the next rodeo or trying to win to, to make a house payment or something. I think there is a big difference between that. Mm-hmm. I always had to, had to, had to win some to go to the next rodeo. And that's, that's almost just kind of normal pressure, mm-hmm. but having to win to pay for something that matters, that's a little bit different, I think. That's more more pressure, I think. Hmm. But I don't know. I guess if I had to say, I think it thanks for helping me. Mm-hmm. I wonder, maybe we should do a uh, some sort of test. I wonder if somebody could just help me out and give me or... <laughs> Let me borrow or give me. Hey, just give me. Hey, you know what? I'm doing an experiment. You know, I might need 300000 to rodeo this year, and I just want to see if it makes me better or worse. You willing to help me out? <laughs> this is, that's the best. This is a a call for funding for Terry Piquet to rodeo. Yeah, or, or we could always we could play it on someone else, too. Someone out there that rodeos that just – has a lot of money. I know a few guys have a lot of money. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to take this checkbook and this debit card away from you. Here, you're $500 this week. Go ahead see. show me what you can do. <laughs> and it might make them better, too. I don't know. Yeah, like, have you seen that? That's crazy that you say that. I've just started okay, getting... Okay, that's what we'll do. We'll find someone that has yes. a lot of money, and I'll switch. we'll switch uh, <laughs> debit cards with them. That's the best idea I've heard. Do you watch that show, Undercover Billionaire, where they take all the billionaires' money away and give them $100 and 90 days and drop them in a strange city and they're not allowed to use any of their connections or any of their resources to build a million-dollar business? We should do that with Rodeo. Like, 
Yeah, I've never seen that, but yeah, it'd be fun. Yes. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Like the month of July, I'm going to switch places with someone. Like, okay, <laughs> you give me your card, I'll give them. <laughs> give me your card, we'll swap. That's the best idea. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I don't, don't know. know how much. That's, yeah, I don't know. That's just, that's just the fun part about thinking. I think about that just not very often, but every now and then, like, huh, I wonder what I'd be like. And I bet it, I bet it helps somebody because there is a difference when you know and like, hey, man, I do have to win. Mm-hmm. I think it will help someone that has money. I think, uh, it- uh, yeah, like, hey, I'm going to pull these funds away from you and you're going to have to win to, to go to the next rodeo. If you don't win, you're going to have to figure out how to work. I think that's what a lot of these guys are missing nowadays is when you have to go work to go pay for the rodeo part. <laughs> that's when you're like, God dang, I'm going to sure have to, can't screw up now. Because <laughs> yeah. I think there is, I think there is a, some sort of a net or some sort of padding there that you know it's behind your head. Like, hey, if I don't do good, I some guys don't even, they don't even know how good they got it. Mm-hmm. But no, I wouldn't trade places in the world with nobody than the way I did it or how I'm doing it now. Mm-hmm. It sure is nice to fantasize about it though every now and then, just mm-hmm. like everybody else does. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll, I'll take the offer though. Somebody's willing to cast <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to try it out. <laughs> yeah, it's like your your gold buckle secret. You can you can get somebody to the finals. Somebody who's wanted to go to the NFR all those years. All they have to do is take your debit card and hand you theirs, and that's going to be the secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang! You're providing a service. You could charge for it. <laughs> oh man! Well, it's, it is fun to think about those kind of things. Right. Too many, too many miles down, too many miles in the truck to think about stuff like that. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I let Derek off the hook after that interview, and I told him he did a good job, because he did. But like I said, in true big gay fashion, he got to thinking about the topic and texted me that he had some more to add the next day. Here it is. When I got the phone, I was thinking, like, man, I wonder, because I think a lot of like my mental strain, I think it comes kind of, I don't know if it sounds cocky when I say this, but like naturally, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the way I was brought up or the way I was raised, or the circumstances I had to deal with. I mean, nothing bad, but just, or what, how my dad made me do things or what he said at certain times or what he made me learn the hard way or, you know, just. I think it goes, a lot of that goes back to that. Mm-hmm. I think I got to thinking about all that. Like, after I got the phone with you, I was like, you know what? I was just talking about <laughs> that. Like, just just to talk about. But I got thinking that, how is my mental strength? I was thinking, actually thinking about myself, how I go about things or what I do and this and that. But So yeah. that's why. Well, tell me more. Tell me more about about what it was like and how your dad influenced your mental strategy. Um, 
Well, like my dad, he never really told me what to think or how to think, but it's just the things that he done to make me, I guess, I, I don't know, this the way I was raised, not even just in the arena, like outside of the arena, just kind of, he made me figure out things on my own a lot. If I couldn't get it, yeah, he was there to help. But if I was trying to show some sort of other way out, he let me know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a hard time of actually explaining, trying to get this out of my head. That's another thing. Is, <laughs> so, but uh, I think a lot of my mental strength, like I said, kind of comes naturally, mm-hmm. I think. So I don't think it's something that I really had to work on, mm-hmm. or I don't. It's something I don't really have to practice, or, or I don't have to try to make myself do it. And another thing that I think helps more than anything is when it comes to roping. It's just something that I always done, and it's always been around, and I always have a love for it. So it goes back to just having fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's what helped me more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like just being in the environment I want to be around, the people, the competition, the animals. So when it, when it comes down to all the pressure situations of what you got to do and how you got to do it, I think it kind of comes back to just have fun. That, I think that's when I feel most comfortable. Mm-hmm. But uh, this this is it's a guy at all different kind of angles. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you gotta have fun about it, but I'm mad. I just don't mess around and have fun. Mm-hmm. Things you gotta be serious about it. This and that. So, and then uh, another main a main thing that really helps me on my mental strength also is. When it comes to team rope, when you have a partner involved. So every time I got to go somewhere or try to win some or compete, I always think, man, there's a, a guy that's depending on me to catch this deer. So that, that thing sure helps me too. It, put pressure, it puts pressure on you, but it's supposed to. And I think that's what helps me a lot too. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, let me see, I think, uh, not afraid to fail. When I say that, it means, you know, I could go somewhere and practice all week and go there and give it my all. Mm-hmm. But if I fail, I know, I know I have a really good family. I, mm-hmm. And I think that, that that has to have some kind of comfort inside my head, knowing that I've always got somewhere to go. Yeah, I can always go home when things go bad or don't win nothing or out of money or I know I know I, I always had that support and I still do. So that that has to play play somewhere in in, in my head also. Yeah. I so think... like I said, it, it hits you from all different areas when you start talking about what I think about, how I think about it, but. 
just trying to, I don't think about all those things at one certain moment when I'm ready to ride the box. No, but it's just a feeling that I have going to compete somewhere. Yeah, it's just like you just know those things. Those are just in yeah. you. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to think about those things, but so I think that's, those are the things that help me out more than anything. More than like a specific mental strategy, like you're not, yeah. you're not doing hypnosis or anything, trying to get your mind right. Those are just things yeah. that are in you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I to think back and to think about how I go about things. That's how it works. But when it comes to the actual time right before driving the box, I just try to keep it pretty simple. You have a horse, you have a steer, and your job is to turn the steer. So that, I'm sure somebody's trying to listen to try to get something out of this, but it's just, there's really no, there's really no trick to it when it comes to my part anyway, I mean, to try to keep it pretty simple. It seems like when you go to practice at home, that's when you can think about all the little things about what should I do here? How do I do this? certain angles and certain different pinpoints of the actual run. I think you can work on all that at home. But then when you go somewhere, I think you kind of, yeah, you have all those in mind, but I think you're supposed to just go do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Derek, we should do this more often. Thank you so much. <laughs> This is the part where they say, sure, yeah, anytime. Yes, that's what you're supposed to say. Yes, anytime. Well, <laughs> I guess you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will see you in Greeley. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, too. All right, talk to you later. Okay, see Bye. you. Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Score. If you loved it, leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening. Shoot me an email at cshafer at equinenetwork.com. Can't wait to see you all down the road. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. It is brought to you by Manapro, nurturing life for generations. Check them out at manapro.com or on Facebook at Manapro Horse. <laughs>